So, Harry, mm -hmm. have you ever been hacked? Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay, uh, what happened? Back in my teenage years, mm. at one point, my parents, in the middle of summer, they went away on holiday mm -hmm. and left me behind and said... <laughs> that sounds tragic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic Harry tale. Um, and they said, don't, don't, you, nine. don't you have any parties or anything? No, I'd be about 17 or 18 at this oh, point. Oh, that's fine. That's yeah. reasonable. Yeah, it wasn't a fully home alone situation. Okay. It was like, okay. you're a teenager in the house by yourself. Don't have any parties. Uh-huh. What? Okay, <laughs> I'll have a party then, sure. And so I did, and I invited all my friends around, and we had a house party, and it got a lot of it got a lot out of hand. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> a lot of things got broken in mm. and out of the house, and a lot of things that were in the house got taken outside the house for whatever reasons, bits of furniture and stuff. Um, God, how many people <clears> were there? Uh, I don't know, maybe only like ten or something. It wasn't okay. a lot. Uh, we I thought you were in the, like, the nerdy maths group. How did they get so destructive all of a sudden? I was in both. It was weird. Okay. I was in the nerdy group, but I was also in the popular, popular group. Uh, oh, let me guess. You were in the nerdy group until it became clear that you had a house that was good for parties, in which case you were yeah. everyone's best friend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We had a little bonfire in a, uh, in a metal bin that we had. For whatever reason, we brought all the mattresses in the house down to the living room and had a big slumber party. Mm -hmm. People were quite drunk, so there was a bit of vomit here and there. Mm -hmm. All of this got uh, well documented on facebook i mean idiotically by me uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just put all the evidence out there on the internet yeah. yeah basically tagging things like this is broken this is broken there's vomit here there's vomit here as well but uh my mum's not on facebook but my dad is and i blocked him from all the photos so like he couldn't see that they were there okay. he didn't know that they were there and I thought I felt so smart about it. I was like, uh -huh. I've done this. Like I've shown off to all my friends and my parents are never going to know. <laughs> but unfortunately, I left my Facebook logged in. Oh, on, dear. I mean, it wasn't the family computer. It was my computer. Sure. And dad went and snooped and, uh, and, and found it all. I'd say that's the closest I've been to being hacked. Okay, this is not as much hat just as having a dad who does not respect your privacy. Basically. Combined yeah. with very stupid... <laughs> Very, very <laughs> stupid um, attempts at hiding. I mean, they must have known from all the broken stuff, right? Uh, well, I fixed and hid various things. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I, I have no idea how that gatepost broke. <laughs> it's quite old. It must just be rotten. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-offs to hackers. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most online secrets for hackers to exploit. Oh dear, I dread to think. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> and joining me as always, the host with the most outrageous username, it's LucasAid. I've not used that since 1993. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> uh, so, John, what did you think of uh, what I would describe as the most 90s film to ever exist? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you picked it. Yeah. So, 
tell me why first. Uh, well, then because the last week you because yeah, okay. You, 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 you did the net. And I thought I may as well do Hackers. I've never, I didn't, I had no idea what this film was. Mm-hmm. I just had heard of a film called Hackers. Sure. And looking it up, it looks like a bit of nineties garbage. Yeah. And boy, <laughs> it certainly delivered. <laughs> it. I'm really glad we did them in this order: the net first and yeah. then Hackers, because I feel like the net was like dipping our toes into some quite funny but mm-hmm. fairly standard, you know, mm. schlocky nineties action with a bit of an a hook on the internet or what they yeah. thought the internet was going to be. Whereas this is just like full of immersion. This is just wild. Yeah. It's completely nuts. I, I yeah. enjoyed this film a great deal. Uh, me too. Absolutely. I enjoyed almost every second of it. I couldn't tell you the slightest bit of what is going on. So I'm <laughs> sorry, this plot summary is going to have to come from you and I, I, I will try and pitch it. I'll do my best. But I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was rough for me too. Like it's such a strange film because there's so much going on, so much happening, but at the same time, nothing I think it's just that the tone of the film is very like coked up yeah. and wild and like, yeah. it's just, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not like, it's not a drug movie, but it feels like a drug movie because it's all mm. like the, all the music's like, it's all like nineties rave and you know, the, the, the soundtrack's just banging from start to finish and people mm-hmm. just jumping from one thing to the next. And it's all very like, it's all very hyper real. And it was reminding me of train spotting in some ways. Very I mean, much so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the music, but yeah, definitely. And also because. The, the main guy, Johnny Lee Miller, is also in Transpotting. He is. He played Spud, yeah. Uh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, so that might have also been why that fired some neurons in your brain. But Maybe, uh, yeah. But yes, no, it, I think it's just, it's a lot going on. Very little of it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And it, when you do dig into the plot, it's quite convoluted. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would normally try and start, but... I honestly don't even remember how this film starts because it's just all a colourful blur. <laughs> Were you just like at the end of this film, just like on the, sat on the sofa, just kind of like completely drained, just yeah. like, well, that happened. Like. Okay, I'll give it, well, I'll give it a go. The defendant, Dave Murphy, who calls himself Zero Cool, has repeatedly committed criminal acts of a malicious nature. This defendant possesses a superior intelligence, which he uses to a destructive and antisocial end. His computer virus crashed 1,507 systems, including Wall Street trading systems, single-handedly causing a seven-point drop in the New York stock market. Dade Murphy, I hereby fine your family $45,000. Sentence you to probation, under which you are forbidden to own or operate a computer or touchtone telephone until the day of your 18th birthday. So, Hackers released in 1995. Five, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. year as the net. So that's it, because it was the same year as the net, yes. Yeah. So it was a big year for internet movies. Mm-hmm. So, it stars Johnny Lee Miller mm-hmm. as a character called Dade. Like, what kind of a name is Dade? Gade. No, 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 not D- Gade. D A D E. Dade. That's his real name. I mean, his his usernames are, are more normal. That's what I mean. His, he's got these. Everyone's got a username, like a handle in this film. So his mm. his handle is zero cool. He had one one of the young boy there, didn't he? Sorry. Didn't he have another one like yes. acid burn or something? Acid burn. Yeah. So yeah. when he's a when he's a kid, he's zero cool. Right. And that's the name he becomes famous for because at the beginning of this movie, zero cool is. Eight, eight, 10, 11 years Something, old. Yeah. It's like the, the again, since the eighties, he mm-hmm. must've been one of the very first hackers like ever. Yeah. <laughs> the timing of this is very strange. Mm-hmm. So in the late eighties, an 11 year old boy whose hacker name is zero call mm-hmm. is arrested very 
aggressively by like a SWAT team. <laughs> yep. Burst into his nice little green lawn. So, so, so many great SWAT team scenes in this. Oh, I know. Yeah. The, the <laughs> FBI have really taken it to 11 in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this, this SWAT team bursts into this like white picket fences, American house mm-hmm. and forcibly arrest this 11 year old boy mm-hmm. who has hacked into, I think the New York stock exchange and caused it to. Yeah. Collapse. Something, something like that. And it, it, you know, this bit is bizarrely vague. Mm hmm. Because it's just like, oh yeah, he crashed loads of computers and so now we're going to arrest him. Like, I, I don't get the stakes of this. No, well, I'm, again, everything happens so rapidly, it doesn't really dwell on how an 11-year-old boy has these skills yeah. and what the ramifications are. I kind of get some of the stakes later on in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, right away, I'm like, okay, so so I, I'm just going to assume that he's really, really good, but the film's not quite telling me this. Yeah, well, this is the other thing. This film treats hacking like it's a magical power. Oh, yeah. Like, in, in the next... This is exactly what I wanted from both of these. Sure, yeah. Films that have no idea what hacking actually no, is. No, exactly, yeah. Because I, I don't have an idea, but I know that this is wrong. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, <laughs> stupid, and that makes it all the more entertaining. Yeah, as stupid as the net was, yeah. you could certainly buy that Sandra Bullock had, like, had training. Yeah. You know, she was a professional who had learned how to be a coder. She's not even well, a yeah, hacker, they, she's a coder. They, yeah, they, they talk about, like, having an internet connection at yeah. times and, like, you know, running programs and stuff like that. This one is nothing. Yeah. It's just... Somebody typing at a keyboard, sometimes spinning in a circle where mathematical yeah. equations fly over the screen. And they just enter like the, the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. It's like they've got this it's like, like the matrix versus Tron. It really is. It's a, it's, it treats these kids like the, the only difference between them and regular kids is that they're like the kids in Harry Potter. They've received like their wizarding wand and yeah. they're called to Hogwarts. But in this film, it's just like, oh, they can just get into the internet because this kid, mm-hmm. it doesn't tell us how or why, but at the age of 11, he manages to hack into the internet. Mm hmm. Crash Wall Street. He gets sent to court. He gets mm-hmm. sent down. He's to juvenile hall, I guess. He's banned from owning a computer <laughs> or a telephone <laughs> until he's 18 years old. Which seemingly is not pleased no, at all. Not pleased at all now. Yeah. They're just like, well, but his parents do get fined $45,000, which I guess is a bit of a incentive for them to, you know, make sure he doesn't get on the internet again. But like... All they do is they give him a computer, they give him a phone and tell him, don't plug your phone into your computer, you know, which is how internet worked. Well, like, he served his time now. Now we've skipped forward seven years, you know. Yeah, but he's still doing it. No, he <laughs> is like, still doing it, yeah. 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 But again, if he does spend these seven years, it, the film doesn't tell us, mm. if he spends these seven years not even looking at a computer because he's not legally allowed to, mm. and yet technology obviously hasn't moved on at all, no. he's still like the top hacker in the world, mm-hmm. which is what, again, it's it's like it's a magic power. It's mm. nothing to yeah. do with actually... Because also it's never explained how he's good at computers no, that's at what I mean, all. Yeah. Like, he's nine. Like, yeah. So is he the best person in the world at computers, but he's nine? Are we not going to talk about that at all? That's what I mean. It doesn't it doesn't explain it. It's just yeah. magic. Yeah. It's just magic. Yeah. yeah. So we revisit Dade. I mean, I think a lot of uh, this podcast we're about to do is going to be a lot of complaining about the film, but I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I mean, we did the same with the net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very much the same vibe. Yeah. 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 So we, we catch up with Dade again at the age of 18-ish. He's, he's now Johnny Lee Miller. Mm-hmm. And he is back on the computer circuit clearly mm-hmm. he's still hacking and he's we we catch him as he's hacking into a local tv station and replacing some some right-wing blowhard with he's like replacing him on the airwaves with an episode of the outer limits i think it is yeah. so he's just you know garden variety 
mischief, I guess. Is this how TV networks worked in the mid-90s? Oh, surely where not, it, no. Where, where, where it was a robot feeding VHSs into a machine. Oh, yeah, it was It was like the. <laughs> it was like this TV station was run like a snack machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got the robot arm that just kind of goes, murr, murr, picks the right one. No. Yeah. No, the complete lack of, <laughs> again, the complete lack of human agency mm. in this brave new world of computers, which, again, was the exact same as the Nets. It's mm. like, oh, we can't stop it because it's all computers. There's no yeah. humans doing anything. So yeah. it's yeah. very much that vibe. <laughs> I did think this film did a good job of capturing the kind of naiveness of people who don't understand computers, especially mm-hmm. at that time when computers were very much a new thing. Because mm-hmm. I did enjoy the scene when it shows how he hacks into the TV station because he calls up oh, yeah. the station and speaks to the like a security guard and says, oh, look, I'm working for the company. Just just read out that number on your modem for me, please. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy's like, okay, sure, I don't understand. And then mm-hmm. through that, he gets it enough. Yeah. I'm sure that's not how you can hack into a computer mainframe. But even so, I liked this idea that like, most people don't really know about computers and he manipulates that. I mean, my favorite bit early on, which I'm sure we were going to talk about anyway, those passwords. Mm. <laughs> so it's initially said, I forget how it's actually brought up, but like the four most commonly used passwords are love, mm-hmm. sex, oh, I forgot one of them. God. And, and, and God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, well, those three are the top three of them did mention the top four or something, but... I just love the like, sort of the throwback to the 90s when like, oh, you can just have a three-letter three password, password and, that, and that, that's it. And, I, can't, I can't believe that anyone's... And, and, and also, the most commonly used password is not password. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, I yeah. would imagine that would be the most common password from day one. Sure, surely. I, I can't imagine love was. It's, no. Of all the, like, the first people who were logging onto the internet were, let's face it, mostly nerds. Yeah. They're not going to go, oh, what's, pa- what's the password going to be? Oh, I can imagine it being sex. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. sex. You yeah, know? yeah. But love? No. Come on. No. Happening. Not God, anyone. like really? maybe, maybe I, I don't see it. No, I think password would have obviously been the one, mm. but also it was funny that all of them have their own little handles and like, yeah. there's a whole subplot where the little, the boyish one, Joey, mm. he's like, I need to get myself a handle. I don't have a handle. You know, <laughs> they, the, the ones have all got their hacker handles. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, it's this pre Twitter, pre Facebook kind of time mm. when all these very generic kind of names, like, mm. you know, they, they, cool. they were all available. They're all available. There's not, yeah. it's not like, it's not like, what was the, what's his second password? What's his second handle? Uh, uh, Johnny Miller's acid burn. Yeah, it's not like acid burn seven six five four three two one. Yeah, epsilon exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, apostrophe. You know, yeah. It's just yeah, they're all out there for the taking because nobody's on the internet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's merrily hacking his way through this TV station when he accidentally treads on the turf of a mysterious second hacker mm-hmm. known as uh, acid. Oh. oh, is she acid burn? Oh, maybe. Oh. Yeah, there is another one that Johnny Lee, Lee Miller has, but mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, this is Angelina Jolie, but we don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. But he wanders into the arena of this second hacker who kind of warns him to stay away and they trade some insults. Mm-hmm. It's like fight with the best and die like the rest of this kind of, all this kind of very try-hardy, like <laughs> you know, internet throwdown mm-hmm. language. Uh, so yeah, he gets into a little tete-a-tete with this mysterious figure who we don't know who it is yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we meet him. He's just moved to New York, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Lee Miller. He's just moved to New York with his mom. I think his parents are supposed to have separated. And so he's very unhappy to be in this new environment and he's at a new high school and he's enrolling and he meets a very sexy fellow student named kate who is played by angelina jolie yeah in her second ever film role the first was some very forgettable film called i think it was cyborg 2 or something like it was nothing this is obviously the first significant thing she ever did yeah Mm. uh yeah this is a very distractingly young Mm -hmm. angelina jolie yeah with a haircut that makes her look like a romulan yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, it really did yeah uh, I mean, she looked great, but uh, I was just like, oh, that's a very, that's a very Star Trekky haircut you rock in there, Angelina. Which is kind of what I was mentioning uh, at the end of last week. 
like comparing her to um, Sandra Bullock from, sure, yeah. from from last week's film. Sandra Bullock looked like a supermodel, mm. whereas Angelina Jolie in this she she looks like like your kind of computer nerd sort of. Well, I guess this film is making hackers sexy in a way yeah it's saying that they're, they're these cool counterculture kind of young punks so mm. yeah and you get a young angelina jolie with a crazy haircut mm. sure whereas sandra bullock was being like paint portrayed as like this sad sack shutting mm-hmm. so i guess it's showing two very different sides of yeah yeah the internet yeah. yeah so yeah this this in this world the internet is going to become super cool and which i guess to some degree i don't know mm-hmm. but yes so she is She's actually also this mysterious, the mysterious hacker he's messed early, but he doesn't know that yet. Mm. Uh, he instantly falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's so sexy. But she treats him with complete disdain. She's got no time for him. Also, she has a boyfriend, so she's, she's not oh, yeah, yeah. that bothered. But uh, he does manage to meet and fall in with like a, fe- a band of fellow hackers, like professional hackers, mm-hmm. uh, who make up our colorful supporting cast. Mm-hmm. So there is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Who's played by Matthew Lillard? Yes, from uh, most famous from Scooby Doo and American Pie. I'd say he's the, and Scream. He's the standout of this film for me. Uh, yes, he's the most annoying. But yeah, well, so, yeah. well, there is that. Yes, yeah, but he's certainly memorable. <laughs> yeah, it it really distracted me when I realised. Oh wow, he's so much older than I. I I think I always think of him as still still being, even though it's ridiculous because mm. those films are like twenty, thirty years old. Yeah, I still think of him as being like kind of a teenager because that's all the roles he ever played. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing now, but like. When I was like, oh my God, he's in the same film as Angelina Jolie and he looks older. Yeah. She's like had a whole life, you know, she's had like nine kids and she's mm-hmm. done you know, loads of different things. And I was like, oh wow, he's really old. And then and I looked up, he's 51. He, he's like, yeah, older than Angelina Jolie is. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because I still think of him as like stuff from... Like Stifler. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, that, and I, I guess Scooby-Doo when he'd be, yeah. I guess like 10 years older or something. But, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just still kind of a stoner teen sort of character mm, yeah some people i guess some actors just get frozen in time because they're so yeah if you always play the same i've not character. seen him in anything that's what i mean I, yeah years. that's what i mean I'm, yeah. I'm sure, I'm, i've not really seen any of his recent work so i have no idea yeah. what he does but um yeah so that's him he, he's yeah he's got the i mean he's doing a lot he's certainly mm-hmm. chewing all of the scenery mm-hmm. have you ever seen a matthew i think that's what he does he comes into movies and he chews up all the scenery oh, yeah, like yeah. That, that's his whole shtick and if you've yeah. seen him in like in scream or in or in um in American Pie, it's very much it's very much that. Except in this, he's dressed in the craziest, craziest clothes and wigs. Like, yeah, his, his hair was so bad. His hair is so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of like the gender ambiguous way they dressed him in there. So mm. that was really interesting. Some of the other characters are like that as well. They, they, it was really like at times he seems to be wearing a sarong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was odd, but I, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, so there's him. There is Joey, who's the little, the younger looking one who doesn't have a handle yet. And he's kind of the, the nerd mm-hmm. of the group and the others kind of pick on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to like prove himself that he's just as good of a hacker. He, he wants to be elite as well. There's always, it's, there's all this talk about elite hackers and who's elite <laughs> and who's not elite. And he's yeah. definitely not elite, but he wants to be elite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's also um, the Phantom Freak, who is this like Puerto Rican guy. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, did you recognize where we've seen him recently? No. He is the same actor who played the deeply offensive gay stereotype in Con Air. Remember? Mm, vaguely. Wow, these films really come and go for you. That was like a month ago we did Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one who was like super feminine and all the other characters. Yeah, like, no, no. I, I, I remember Nick ca- Cage slaps aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Um, no, I remember the characters. I was trying to remember like how they, what they looked like. Yeah. Um, or anything. I, uh, 
Uh, I, sure, whatever. Yeah, that was him. Just there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they become his kind of gang, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're our main set. And Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie, they very quickly establish this kind of rivalry because he turns up at her favorite nightclub or possible skate park. Everyone's mm-hmm. skating in this film all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of Constantly. That. <laughs> um, so I couldn't tell if that this That nightclub was... looked amazing, but also very scary. Very stressful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I'm having a few beers, I don't want to dodge people no. like, doing rollerblading tricks around me. <laughs> no. It was like if the Lost Boys from Hook opened a nightclub. It was, yeah, exactly, yeah. It was kind of mixed between a nightclub and a skate park and also a video game arcade. It was mm-hmm. all those things at once. Yeah. So he turns up at her favorite nightclub and he beats her high score on her favorite game mm-hmm. and she's like oh, she's so angry so angry no one's ever beaten her before it's like yeah unheard of mm-hmm. it doesn't make it look difficult no not at all it seems like he has a really brief run at this game but yeah. I don't know, yeah he plays it once for like two minutes and he's beaten her high score like well, he's that good you she, think or was she actually quite bad and, nobody, yeah, maybe and else no, was, no, nobody else is interested in it. maybe else was deliberately like losing to her to make her f- as as their way of flirting and he tries the other yeah. way and just like destroys her yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah but she's not interested. She still has this boyfriend. But it, this this kind of rivalry gets set up. Meanwhile, Joey, the little one, he's trying to prove his worth and get into the elite leagues mm-hmm. by hacking into a big corporation's supercomputer. Yeah. Uh, to download a file that he's going to use as like a trophy to prove he got into this like hyper secure system. Mm-hmm. So he chooses a company. He hacks in. We get this very '90s kind of hacking, kind of you know, it's all lots of green bars and. Oh, I, I loved all the visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were constantly entertaining. Every file's like a little sky, the green skyscraper in a little virtual mm-hmm. city kind of thing. It's so yeah. bizarre. But, yeah. But he hacks in and he tries to download a. But it wasn't. But that wasn't like just for us because when we see from the company's point of view, it's like you know, there's the main villain and there's Pendulette and they're sat they're sat at the desk together and on the screen they're looking at that. Like yeah. that, that is their file system. That is actually their file system. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's it's got is it's this ridiculous visualization of what the internet's going to look like. Like in reality, it'd just be like a load of lines of code, but that wouldn't yeah. be very interesting to no. visualize <laughs> in a movie. So they have to make it look really cool and cyber. Mm-hmm. So he hacks in and he downloads this garbage file. Mm-hmm. They say that phrase a lot in this film: garbage file. Yep. But what he accidentally downloads is a hidden virus that the company's villainous IT manager, a guy played by uh, not Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. uh, very much a not very much a not Gary Oldman. <laughs> so, um, the actor's name is Fisher Stevens. He's, sure. been in other, he's been in other things. He was in Short Circuit, but yeah. yeah. For the purposes of this, he's he's not Gary Oldman. He's like the IT manager for this company uh, and he's known as the Plague. He's even known as the Plague <laughs> to the people who work with him. That's the thing. It's not like his no, alter ego. I, I, I love this because like somebody's calling him by his name. Like, no, no, I'm the, I'm the Plague. Yeah. Okay, excuse me, Mr. The Plague. Yeah. Um, could we... <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. I love the idea that, like, at some company, the IT manager is called the plague. Yeah, and like, no one's going to suspect him when things go wrong. I don't even think he's the IT manager. Is I, I, I got that he was like the chairman or something. No, I don't think he's particularly high up. I think is he, he not? I think he works in the IT department. That's how right, he's right. Sure, okay. Because why would he want to steal from his own company if it was his own company? Okay, yeah, yeah. See, this is the kind of stuff that just went over my head. I mean, yeah, a lot of this is done in very broad strokes. It took yeah. me a while to piece all this back together. I had to spend a bit of time like rewatching the film and like reading yeah. the Wikipedia to kind of piece together what I saw. So this is just, don't by any means think that I've got all this on one watch because I did not. Mr. Belford? My name is The Plague. Uh, Mr. The Plague, uh, something, something weird's happened on the net. As in what, you hapless techno-weenie? Uh, the accounting subdirector and the Gibson's working really hard. We got one person online, and the workload is enough for like 10 users. 
I think we got a hacker. Yeah, so Joey stumbles onto this evil scheme that this virus that has been implemented into the system that hasn't been unleashed yet. Mm -hmm. But it's been inserted so that Fisher Stevens and his partner in crime can steal like 25 million, I think it is, from the mm -hmm. 25 million dollars or some big number like that from the company. And their plan is quite quaint, actually. Their plan is to steal that money because it's obviously a multi-billion dollar company. Mm. They're just going to steal like a little bit of money from every single customer. Yeah. Just a teeny bit from every customer. So kind of a victimless crime, really. Well, kind of. I, I've always thought this. Like, what if everybody in the world just gave me one P? Yeah. Like, I'd be rich and nobody would care. Mm -hmm. So why don't we all just do that? But then, why you? Yeah. But yeah, but then like if, if everybody did that, we'd all have the same amount of money. And, yes. Uh, yeah. What you're describing there is communism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the plague is because he's a hacker himself. He's in the system when Joey, this little kid still mm -hmm. accidentally stumbles upon the virus. So the plague knows immediately that he has been compromised. His, his plan has been compromised. Yeah. So he decides to frame the hackers mm -hmm. as a cover for his own crime. Right. Sure. So he, and this is where it gets super complicated. So he, at some point inserts a second virus to kind of hide his virus. Okay. And the second virus is known as, again, I did not get all this on first watch. I had to no. really piece this together. <laughs> the second virus is called the Da Vinci virus. And this takes control. This company does something with cargo ships on like the ocean. Oil tankers. Oil, oil tankers, yeah. It's an oil company, I guess. Yeah. And so this virus hacks into the oil tankers mm -hmm. and makes all of the tanks overload so it's like causing oil spills on the ocean yeah so i didn't really understand what was going to happen in this and this one's quite low budget so they yeah. managed to get some stock photo stock video of like oil tankers or just some vague ships in the sea yeah. just sailing about but then like later on well, near the end of the climax when everything's fixed itself they're like the, the boats are uncapsizing now and i was like whoa <laughs> the boats were capsizing why, yeah why they never show that <laughs> and they show a diagram and it's just all the oil, all the cargo has just been moved to the left side of each of the ships yeah. so that the ships just overbalance like that. Like that's, that's not a thing. No, not at all. No. <laughs> it's so it's sitting here automatically. No, it's that's something, yeah, it's again, it's one of those things where like, oh, if the computers, they even have this conversation in the film, someone says, well, why can't we, can't we manually fix it? They go, there's no such thing as manually fixing it anymore. This yeah. is the internet. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's that ridiculous. Like, yeah. They can't just manually turn the cargo ships back to the way they were. They have to like, if, if it's hacked, it's hacked. That's mm. it. It's stuff like this, that th this is why people thought Y2K was going to be a thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, stuff like this, put the fear of God into people. Yeah. And it's really entertaining. It is. It's, it's yeah. really entertaining to look back on. Mm -hmm. I also love that the Da Vinci virus is like personified by an actual like like a person crappy CGI of Leonardo Da Vinci saying yeah. random things like you have been hacked like yep. like why would you program it with a voice yeah what does that do yeah and then like that voice like it says other things later on like when it's being hacked or whatever it's like ah oh, no and, yeah yeah it and, says help me like who programmed it to say help me yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> but also like it's clearly an actor saying those things mm. because it doesn't look like it's cgi or something oh, yeah, just nothing like, looks like actual cgi yeah. yeah so it's just so so they got an actor to go and say all those words <laughs> and much and stuff. it's uh i don't know either uh, that or they've just developed a very very good ai yeah 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 <laughs> very advanced yeah, yeah very right. advanced for like mid 90s i mean it tickled me anyway yeah so yeah he's a, he unleashes this second virus the da vinci virus which is causing all this chaos with the cargo oil tankers and stuff causing all these, all these oil spills mm -hmm. or threatening to and he paints it so that this is a group of hackers who have hacked into his system mm -hmm. who are trying to 
blackmail the company into like paying them millions of dollars. Otherwise they will hack into the cargo ships and cause these oil spills basically. Yeah. So then he gets the secret service, the FBI to hunt down the hackers. So now the mm-hmm. FBI are after the hackers so that he's created like a whole smoke screen and his evil scheme is still undiscovered. His mm-hmm. one, his much more low level evil scheme of just stealing all this money. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what's happening there. So the FBI are called in and little Joe is immediately like, again, in a massive SWAT team scene, he's just in the shower. Suddenly there's like machine guns, people just jumping through the window. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he gets dragged kicking and screaming out <laughs> of his house. But just before he is arrested, he does manage in the classic tradition of all nineties internet based move, movies. He manages to hide a floppy disk <laughs> containing all the incriminating evidence. Yep. So he's gone. To I prison. like that. He, he hides his floppy disk just like in the, in the air convent in his ceiling. Yeah. The FBI would have looked there. Yeah, the FBI do make no attempt to search his house for evidence. They're just like, right, we've got you, that's enough. Yeah, like that would be the first place that you'd look for something. You'd just quick check, like, this kid, you know, he's a hacker. Let's make sure he's not hidden anything because they're taking out his computer and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, let's just have a quick look around for any sort of disc or anything. If I was a boy, where would I hide something? Like, okay, in my bed, above my bed, something like that. I mean, these secret agents don't seem like they're at the top of their game in this movie. Not at all. Pretty useless. No. So many guns. So many, for, yeah. for like trying to pick up people who they do not expect to be armed. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, they're expecting young boys yeah. and, and they're not expecting young boys with guns and they're going in with like a full SWAT team worth of guns. To be honest, I think this is genuinely what America's like. So I could kind of, <laughs> I could kind of deal with that, but okay. yes, it's ridiculous. So yes, yeah, so the Joey's arrested and the rest of the hackers as kind of revenge to kind of get justice for him in some way. They decide to start torturing the FBI, the main FBI officer. So Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller, they place a bet mm-hmm. about who can do the best hacking. They're testing their hacking skills, find the best ways to like mess with the, the FBI guy, the main FBI guy who's played by Wendell Pierce. Yeah. So they do all these kind of pranks where they get all his credit cards declined. They give mm-hmm. him a criminal record. So he gets arrested. He gets like arrested, mm. uh, pulled over on the street in the middle of a date and all this kind of stuff. So they're just like messing around, messing around with him. Yeah. Uh, and that goes on for some time. And at some point, the FBI and the plague, they learn about Johnny Lee Miller's past as like a child hacking extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. So they try to intimidate him into kind of selling out all his friends. Yeah. He, he wants him to like give evidence and track down because they know there's a floppy disk missing. Mm-hmm. They just can't find it. And <laughs> it doesn't occur to such a search the boy's house. Mm-hmm. But he kind of initially refuses to to help them obviously he tries to stay out of it yeah meanwhile like angelina jolie and the rest of the gang they get a hold of the floppy disk and they ask johnny lee miller to help them and he's like no no i can't get involved i can't get involved i'm on probation all this kind of stuff but they beg and beg and eventually he agrees to copy the floppy disk for them so they've got a second copy Mm -hmm. just in case anything goes wrong Mm. so then the play kind of gets in touch with johnny lee miller again and asks him to join him and he's like no no i'm not joining you and then he's and then he threatens his mum. he's like well if you don't join me i'm gonna hack into He's essentially going to do to Johnny Lee Miller's mum what the villain in the net does to Sandra Bullock. Just like change all her oh, yeah. identity and make her disappear. Yeah, basically. Basically yeah. the exact same. Get her same. criminal record and then get her arrested and then make her disappear. Yeah. She's stuck in jail forever. Yeah, again, it's like if she gets arrested, they'll never be able to get her out again. She'll just be st- trapped in the system forever because that's mm. there's no, no no manual checks in this yeah. world. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so he, in order to protect his mum, he, he gives Fisher Stevens the plague. He gives him the, the, the original floppy disk, but mm. obviously doesn't tell him that there's a second disk that they would also have. So mm. yeah, I did love this shot. Again, all the, all the skateboarders just crap me up. Cause it's not even like it's just the kids skateboarding. It's like middle-aged men are skateboarding everywhere. So like <laughs> Johnny Lamilla just walks onto the street and Fisher Stevens just kind of like very, just 
out of nowhere just kind of skates into the into mm-hmm. the shot grabs the floppy disk without missing a beat and just mm-hmm. skates back out again yes yeah. so in one smooth motion yeah it's great yeah <laughs> <laughs> why was he on a skateboard the man's 40 exactly i don't know <laughs> i would have loved to be like tripped yeah i'm sure there's a lot of outtakes in which you, you know i'm not sure how good of a skateboard efficiency <laughs> evens is but i would love to see the outtakes mm-hmm. yeah so at some point after all this has happened the, the gang figure out the plague's evil villainous scheme i think they kind of go through the floppy disk and like oh my god this is what they're doing it's all a cover mm. and so then they there's like a very bizarre heist scene where they try and get more information so matthew lillard and the other guy whose name i forget they go down into the sewers and then they somehow managed to get into the fbi office and i don't know if it's supposed i don't know if this the shots is trying to imply that they get in underneath the receptionist's desk from the sewer because mm-hmm. in one shot matthew lillard kind of jumps into a sewer mm-hmm. and the next he lets you jump out from underneath a woman's desk like in between her legs and goes yeah. oh sorry it's fixed now yeah, yeah yeah and then he kind of wanders off with his builder's bum and it's just very strange uh, yeah i never i never got it well what he was doing was bugging the desk sure because that was the fbi agent's secretary mm. so they could figure out stay one step ahead of them and maybe he just they 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 got in somewhere else and then it cuts to the next scene he's just bugging her desk yeah while she's working there and she's not very good at giving personal space yeah yeah <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't understand it at all <laughs> yeah. odd but whatever. it made it look like the way that he came up it made it look like he was giving her oral sex yes absolutely it yeah. was very strange yeah she and she has no reaction whatsoever no. not like doesn't she doesn't scream she doesn't she just kind of like oh okay like yeah she doesn't even acknowledge him it's yeah really it, weird. it's not even like it's a disappointment that he's stopped or he's yeah. not doing that or anything it's just okay yeah it's <laughs> really really odd so yeah they figure out that the fbi are planning to arrest all of them mm. in 24 hours like they've got until the next morning and then they're all going to be arrested yeah I don't know why you decide to arrest someone and be like, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it. It's late now. You know, we've all got homes to go to, but tomorrow yeah. we're arresting these fuckers. So, <laughs> so they realize that they've only got until tomorrow morning to foil this scheme. And they team up with kind of this hacker subculture, which is led by these two gender ambiguous nightclub kids called like, They've got like very complimentary names. It's like Hack and Slash or something. Oh, Razor and Blade. Razor, Razor and Blade. Blade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That reminds me actually. What was Angelina Jolie's name? Kate. Or no, Acid Burn. Acid Burn. Okay, because then his was something Crash, wasn't it? Oh, were... Crash and Burn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was Crash and Burn. Yeah. So what, what, what was his? It was. Oh, he was Crash Override. Crash Override. That's, that's it. Like yeah, Crash yeah. Override and yeah, so, Acid so Burn. So he was zero cool as a kid. Yeah, then he became Crash Override and she was Acid Burn. burn. Together they were Crash and Burn. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's all right. Works. So yeah, so they kind of enlist the help of all these like hackers of the world who are led by these two random razor and blade types. And all the hackers in the world, they kind of unite to help them to hack into the company system to kind of unmask the virus. And then there's a whole like, it starts with the five kids, I guess, and they're all kind of hacking in from from telephone booths and grand. Again, I wasn't clear on what this was, no. but they're all using telephones to hack into the wireless or something. I don't know. They've all got laptops, mm-hmm. whatever. And then you've got the plague and his girlfriend, who's like a a CEO at the company or something. Like she's, mm. and she's she's the one who doesn't understand computers. Mm-hmm. She's that kind of. It's it's Lorraine Bracco from Goodfellas and The Sopranos in a very distracting blonde wig. Yeah, well, I think she's the one who whose password is God. Yeah, and he's like, "I told you all to change your passwords. Now look what's happened. Whose password's God?" But she's like the in this one. It's so funny. She's like the embodiment of the 
grown up who doesn't get it. Like the yeah. uncool grown up. It's so funny because she's just, I'm sure she was on set for all of three days because she's, <laughs> she's only in the scenes with Fisher Stevens. And it's all very random, like disconnected to the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's this scene where the, the two of them and Pendulette, who mm-hmm. randomly is playing a computer programmer called Hal, mm-hmm. they're sat in like a giant mainframe. Yeah. Like it's just all like, it looks like the, the inside of the computers when the kids are hacking into it, it's all like giant green pillars are everywhere mm-hmm. and it's all flashing. They're in that for real. Yeah. It's like, where are they supposed, where the, in, in the world of this movie, where are they supposed to be? Like genuinely. The super large basement. Some kind of super large secret underground layer for these villains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fisher Stevens is like hacking and hacking and hacking and, mm-hmm. you know, he's just typing furiously and like, we're going to get them to this. And he's saying all this internet. Oh, they're not even hacking on a keyboard. Like it's just, a, it's, a, it's a series of buttons that don't actually resemble a keyboard. No, yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> but he's doing all that and he keeps saying things like oh they've hacked into the mainframe and she, she just keeps repeating and she, she keeps like just squawking out random things like mainframe computer off what are you talking about <laughs> it was so bizarre yeah one of my favorite bits of, of of this which is again what i really wanted is just people dumbing down like what turns out to just be normal computer talk yeah, yeah, yeah. like somebody says yeah we got half a half an uncorrupted hard drive well what's that in english please tell me in english yeah, like, yeah. What do you want? I don't know how better to explain it. Control, alt, and delete. This is madness. <laughs> yeah, so they're having like a hack off with the, the villain and mm. the kids are all having a hack off. And then there's like a a kind of hackers around the world, Captain Planet, our powers combined. Kind yeah. of, all, you, you see this montage of hackers from all every country of the world. They're all mm. logging in at the same time and they... It looks like they're going to overpower him, mm-hmm. but then somehow the plague gets the upper hand again. Mm-hmm. All the kids get arrested, <laughs> get dragged kicking and screaming out of the Grand yeah. Central Station. And it looks like, and then we just smash cut to Lorraine Baracco and Fisher Stevens just like clinking champagne glasses and cackling in the, mm-hmm. the fact that their evil scheme has worked. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they've won. All the kids, well, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller are under arrest, they're in custody. Mm-hmm. Things are looking bleak, but then at the last minute, Matthew Lillard manages to hack into the world broadcasting, like something, yeah. TV, he hacks into TV. All of it, because yeah. every television in all of the world, it seems, mm-hmm. is now broadcasting his face from his little basement, mm-hmm. and he just kind of outs Fisher Stevens and mm-hmm. Lorraine Bracco for the whole evil, evil scheme. Yeah, he's like, and these two people, he gives out their names. Lorraine Bracco is watching and she screams, mm-hmm. and he gives out the bank, the account number for oh, the bank yeah. that they're going to be siphoning all the funds off to so he basically completely unmasks them mm-hmm. and i love this shot as well so they get complete they, the two villains get exposed mm. there's been a shot beforehand of them having like victory sex yeah in some for some reason in just in some grossy looking basement it's like, so strange right she seems pretty well off and they're about to be 25 million dollars richer yeah walk out for a hotel yeah celebrate properly so then yeah they have victory sex and then but i guess the tv's on mm. maybe it's after i don't know but then she, lorraine Bracco sits up when Matthew Lillard exposes them both, mm-hmm. and she's and when Matthew Lillard says her name, she she screams. She's like, "No!" And then she looks to her left, and Fisher Stevens is just gone. It's like, how, <laughs> how did he disappear like that? I don't he's, know. He just like scrambled up. It's like it's like there's a Fisher Stevens shaped hole in the wall. Like it's just like <laughs> yoinks, it's gone. And then again, one of maybe my favorite smash cut of the movie. Mm. So she gets arrested. She gets sent down, and then we smash cut to him on a plane to Japan, to Tokyo, <laughs> wearing a fake beard and old man makeup. <laughs> this this get-up was, was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. So he's, he's in this insane old man makeup. He's halfway across the ocean towards Tokyo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
it looks like he's gotten away with it. And then suddenly from behind him, the FBI just kind of put their hands over and yeah. arrest him there and then. Yeah. Why? Why in midair? I don't know. Why not like, before the plane they, takes they off? They would have been on the plane for hours. That's going to be a really uncomfortable flight back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're going to go all the way to Japan and then all the way back, presumably. Basically, yes. Is, yeah. I mean, does that not compromise their ability to arrest him? They're not on American soil anymore. Yeah. International. I don't. Yeah. Is international airspace the same as international waters? I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I'm, I actually don't know. But yeah. I, he could have sought asylum in Japan. Isn't the easiest place to arrest somebody like in an airport yes. when they're like put all my luggage over there, put everything there, and then just put me through the body scanner. I've got my hands behind me and everything. Like, that's that's the time. Why on earth would you let them take off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do. Uh, he's arrested. And uh, yeah, the hackers are all exonerated. And Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie finally go on a date. Mm-hmm. And they have a nice outdoor swim. Mm-hmm. Nice this, sexy outdoor this, swim. This, this, date was, this date was a load of bullshit too. It was weird. What was going on with this? So she didn't want to go on a date with him the whole time, but he yeah. was like, no, no, no. If I win, this isn't... If I do the best hack or whatever... I win a date, which yeah. I don't think he did. Like They they say that they, they both they, they, ended they, they, up they, 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 a tie, yeah. They worked together and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, and so like he wins, so she has to go on a date with him mm-hmm. and she has to wear a dress. And she's got this... I don't know what to call it, but I'm not going to call it a dress. No. But she's got that ready to go, and it looks weird, but it looks like she's really put the effort in. Sure. And she's like put the effort in with her with her, her hair and her makeup. Like, oh, like, that's because she's never worn a dress before. Cause she's very like a tomboy. Yeah. And so part of the terms of the deal is that if he wins, she has to wear a dress. Yeah. yeah. And so like she's really put so much effort into her appearance. And, like so is he as well. And then his first thing that he says is like, "So do you want to go for a swim?" And so then they just go and find a swimming pool and both jump in in all their clothes. And they're just like treading water awkwardly. It's yeah. not It's not like it's a sexy, like, you know, swim kind of thing. Like, you know, you see that sometimes in movies, although actually in real life, having sex underwater isn't remotely sexy. <laughs> it's not a thing. No. But in films, they do sometimes make that look really sexy. Underwater kiss. This is not that at all. No. It's just a very uncomfortable scene mm-hmm. of these two very beautiful people just like awkwardly treading water while saying the lines. Trying for not long, to swallow water. Trying, for a very long time. For like yeah. too long. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell this scene probably took many shots and they were like, we just need to get through this so we can get out of this fucking pool. I'm mm-hmm. cold. I'm tired. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was not, the chemistry was not magnetic. No. You know, they, they got married after this film. Did they? Yeah. In real life, uh, Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie were married for three years. So, oh. yeah. And they met on this. So I guess there was real chemistry, even though it didn't really show. Nice. But uh, yeah, there you go. So yeah, they're having their awkward treading water swim date and the other hackers hack into, again, this is nonsense. They hack into two skyscrapers that are next to each other and make all the lights spell out their names or something <laughs> so why so, yeah it's just you know just because because that, that that's a thing yeah um yeah and then the credits roll and that's the end of that's the end of hackers yeah it's a confusing film it really There's is. a lot going on yeah but uh, i had a good time with it it's, oh, yeah. it's very definitely very entertaining mm. it's definitely become like a cult classic oh, it didn't definitely. do it it didn't make any money at the time it was a complete <laughs> flop compared to the net which is like was a big hit, but nobody really talks about it anymore. Mm. This was not particularly successful, but uh, but it's much more of a cult film now. Mm-hmm. So. And you can see why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I bet this film is really entertaining if you like get really stoned or something. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really entertaining, just like drunk and just drinking. Dirt. Sure, but like even more so. You know? I'm sure the drinking games to it are great. And speaking of, let's move on to drinking games. Yeah. So first one I've got is drink for graphical representations of computer systems or programs. Oh yes, very much so. Well, I had well, yeah, there's that obviously. I also had drink every time the 
contents of a computer screen is illuminated back onto the user's face. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's also classic nineties. Where did that come from? It, it it it's not just this film. I remember that distinctly. I, I can't. I don't think the net did it. Did it? Not excessively. I always remember that as well from uh, Batman and Robin, though. I remember it from Alien as well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a trick. Again, it's trying desperately to make person sitting at a computer remotely visually interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the, the way they visualize those programs is never not funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a drink for SWAT teams. There are many yeah. many SWAT team scenes just bursting into people's houses like through windows. My fav- my favorite one was uh, were one of the guys. He's having a dream. There's a lot of dreams in this. So oh, yeah, dr- yeah. drink for dreams. Oh God, yeah, the dream sequence. We forgot about those. Um, yeah, but there's the one guy who's, who's having a dream that like the SWAT team comes in and and gets him or whatever, like gets him out of bed, and then he wakes up and the SWAT team comes and gets him out of bed yeah, and he like, just goes deja vu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This one's got a really like quirky, wacky sense of humor. I kind of like yeah. it. I dug it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink for dreams. Drink for dream sequences. Yeah, mm-hmm. drink for casual rollerblading. Ah, yeah. It's a constant indoor, outdoor. Every character. Yeah. Yeah. Drink for maths equations. Oh, okay, yeah. It's whenever they're just on the screen, just to show that, like, hey, someone's doing computers. Here's maths. Yeah, here's, like, here's algebra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're definitely related to this. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, I'd drink for rave music. Yeah, you know, this movie has no sequels, but it had free soundtracks. Did it? Yeah, because it the soundtrack was it's all like '90s rave music, obviously, and mm-hmm. a lot a lot of the songs are by actually by the Prodigy, mm-hmm. but before the Prodigy became like the Prodigy, mm-hmm. like before they did like Firestarter and all their big hits, kind yeah. of thing um so yeah it's a very kind of cool famous soundtrack so they the soundtrack was more successful than the film and so they released like another two like music inspired by hackers soundtracks so nice yeah but this film is like it's like being in a nightclub from start to finish in oh, a very specific kind of nightclub in the 90s yeah but just like it, the whole film is just like douche to 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 wow yeah it's a lot <laughs> it is yeah yeah drink for just if you think about it they're all really bad nicknames yeah. Do you mean, oh, do you mean like acid? The, hand, the handles and stuff. The handles, acid burn yeah. and serial killer. And, yeah. yeah. Apart from the plague. You like the plague? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I liked Mr. The Plague. Mr. The Plague. Yeah. yeah. You've got to formalize it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. This this is kind of the same as the one you did about how the internet is displayed, but I just, I put drink every time somebody enters cyberspace. Sure. You know what I mean? When someone's using a computer, it seems like when they use the computer, when they're mid hack. Mm hmm. It's like they enter the matrix, like they, they really go into it. It's like they, they they enter this kind of meditative state and suddenly we see them like their mind becomes one with a computer and it's traveling through, mm-hmm. the, it's traveling through cyberspace. And yeah. I am the Eggman, Cuckoo Couture, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, I always find that pretty funny. Uh, drink for Coca-Cola. Oh, yes, did yes. You, did you know Very clear product. Pl- yeah, the product placement was nuts. My favorite one was just for no reason in a scene, someone's just sat at a chair talking and then behind them, somebody just puts a coke in yeah in, it's very Bracco. yeah the she's, hand just comes in like off off camera and it's just a coke and then the camera just goes away yeah it there's turns no reason, the it turns the coke towards the screen it's, yeah it's hilarious like there's literally no reason for it yeah <laughs> yeah it was like they, they started shooting like shit we forgot the coke just don't we just put it in we're not gonna make yeah. it do it again so yeah. just <laughs> someone put it in yeah <laughs> yeah coca-cola certainly got their uh, money's worth from this film mm-hmm. <laughs> drink for meaningless jargon Sure. Yeah. All people complaining about meaningless jargon. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, drink for closet cases. Mm. How do you mean? How, how, however, do you mean? <laughs> well, I'm not sure if everybody, if, if this was just the 90s or if everybody, everybody in this was kind of gay. I feel like everybody was like pansexual, you know, mm-hmm. gender ambiguous, like the way they were dressed. And like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell because 
it was weird. I was watching the the Puerto Rican kid mm. in this. I, d- I didn't actually twig it was the same kid from Con Air. Yeah. And obviously he's not he's not being like that because that film was insane. But I was like, wow, I'm getting a very gay vibe from this guy. And I yeah, me that's, too. I was like, is that intentional? Is this like a character trace or is that like who the actor is? And mm. I don't know. The actor might be straight as a dial. No mm. idea. But then I was when I saw it was the same guy who was like very flamboyant in Con Air, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really... I was definitely getting a lot of uh, LGBT vibes from a lot, of, a lot of the characters in this. No, I don't necessarily know if I agree in terms of the characters' interactions with each other, but I think like yeah, the the, the styling choices were very like yeah, yeah, me- more, me- more on that metrosexual, yeah, I would say if that's yeah. what they used to call it. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, drink for wigs, drink for fantastic outfits, drink for yeah, drink for amazing haircuts, drink for confusing outfits. Yeah, there was one outfit that Johnny Lee Miller wore for quite a long time in this movie where he was like he was wearing a parachute without the parachute. <laughs> like he was dressed to jump out of a plane mm. so he had like very baggy sweaty kind of clothes like you know day glow neon kind mm. of you know track suits and a big heavy top and then he also had just random straps hanging down as if they, the straps that you would attach to a parachute mm. just, yeah. ha- just like hanging around his bum the whole time i was mm. like what's that for what purpose does that serve fashion john i, d- I don't remember that being a thing maybe it was i don't know yeah mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah so drink, drink for confusing fashion and of course everything matthew lillard is wearing and he's yeah. His now very unacceptable white dreadlocks, you know, all that. <laughs> they weren't dreads, they were plats. Were they plats? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. fine. Um, drunk for 90s tech. 90s tech, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of payphones in this. Oh, yeah. And apparently payphones are just the gateway to the world. Well, yeah, I loved that. That I think that is a genuine thing that hacking, the first thing that they used it for, which is, you know, was to get free free long-distance phone calls. Mm. You could hack into phones when you had to use, like, payphones. Yeah. Like, so... Yeah, there's lots of stuff around that, how they're going to hack into phones and get these free long-distance mm. calls. Yeah. I liked the uh, uh, virtual reality or goggles that they had at different times. Yeah, what did they do? I, I don't know, like games and stuff? I'm yeah. not too sure. But yeah, VR in the 90s must have been uh, something else. I think it was like the idea of what VR could become was just... I guess Tron did this as well. It was like oh, you know, yeah. very early ideas of what that was going to be. And we're still not really there 20, 30 years later, are we really? Mm, no. we, I know VR's come a long way, but it's still not really where people thought it would be but people really yeah. think we were all going to be like strapped into these crazy wired systems and just be going like ha hi yeah and just you know just playing these crazy <laughs> games mm. yeah which we don't really do no. but yeah it's funny <sighs> come on come on let's go right away <clears throat> <clears throat> What the hell are you doing? Blake! Blake! Gil. I think we got something. Ugh. Hard copy. Uh, That's all I got. Yeah, I think that was all I had as well. Okay, so listeners, if you would like some more drinking games, maybe you want some more sequel ideas, obviously when we start... Um, and some more more listen submissions you can go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set where you can subscribe to us for as much or as little as you want and you can get the extended version of this very episode or any, any other episode in our catalogue you can also have a bonus show called beyond beyond the box set where we review our recent releases yeah we've just had our first ever trip back to the cinema in about six months we mm-hmm. saw a quiet place part two was it worth the wait find out yeah so that'll be coming up on the feed shortly mm-hmm. um might be there already by now who knows and uh yeah you can also have a 30 second advert slot right here on the main show where you can talk about whatever you want your own podcast your own business the time is yours to spend all that is available at patreon.com slash beyond the box set 
Indeed. Bonjour tout le monde. I'm Finn, and every Tuesday I host a podcast called Passport People, in which I talk to people from around the world about the places that matter to them. What is so special about each location? What makes each place tick? Where are they headed? To join us on our round-the-world trip, talking to a diverse range of fascinating people from an incredible variety of professional and cultural backgrounds, search for Passport People in Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, John, do you want to go first? I can do if you want, yeah. So I'll tell you the title of my sequel after I've gone into it a little bit because the title mm-hmm. kind of gives away the direction I'm going into. This kind of came to me very quickly. Like sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. Well, the idea came quickly, then I fleshing it out. It's still pretty thin. I've not done loads, but basically there was one shot in this film that immediately just sparked something in my head. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Right. So basically this initially picks up shortly after the events of the original film. Mm -hmm. So they've just foiled the bad guys. They've brought down the plague and the original gang. So Matthew Lillard, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Lee Miller and Joey, who the actor's name, I can't remember. Mm. But the four of them, they graduate from high school, college, whatever that was. And they set up their own cybersecurity company. Sure. You know, they, yeah. they decide to monetize their hacking ability and go and go mainstream, go legit. Mm-hmm. And they become highly in demand for their innovative, you know, hacking abilities. They're very much, you know, at the head of the curve at all times. Mm. But they're very selective about who they work with because they still think of themselves as being like, they're, they're cool underground kids. They don't want to like sell out and work for the man. So they'll only yeah. work for really interesting projects and they're very choosy about what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then one day... They're approached by a mysterious multimillionaire with a top secret proposal. He's building the world's first theme park to feature live dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And he needs a very sophisticated security system to ensure that the park remains safe and manageable. Okay. Yeah. So um, you probably guessed Jurassic Park, right? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, it was because the sequences in which they showed them like surfing through the cyberspace thing. Mm. It all looked very similar to Jurassic Park. You know, when the blonde girl in Jurassic Park, she's like, I'm a hacker. And that line also, you know. The... No, I don't know Jurassic Park very well. <sighs> well, you're going to have to go with me on this. So in <laughs> Jurassic Park, there is, it is such a famous <laughs> that was, film. That was such a like. A, I built a, this a, whole li, thing. Li, little girl in a strap. <sighs> I built this whole sequel around like familiarity with Jurassic Park. Like one okay. of the most famous watch movies of all time. Like, I don't, I've not seen it. Right? I've seen it. Okay, fine. Only like once or twice. Okay. I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Okay, you don't really need to know that much. So in Jurassic Park, if you remember, there is a little blonde girl who's like Richard Attenborough's niece or grand, like granddaughter. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, And she's, I'm a hacker. Mm-hmm. She says that in the film, which also, I, it's a line that always sticks in my head as a ridiculous 90s line. <laughs> but there's the whole plot line where she is in fact a hacker. Mm-hmm. And when the whole Jurassic Park systems go down, she hacks into the system. Yeah. And she go, has to go through like gate by gate system by system to kind of reactivate mm-hmm. it and she does does it by navigating through this very comical system of like towers right. and blocks and cyberspace sure, kind sure, of things yeah. and it looked very similar to the way cyberspace was depicted in this film mm-hmm. so when i saw that i was like oh great what if these kids designed jurassic park and they built that security system that'd mm-hmm. be great yeah so that's basically where i've gone with this sequel is that the kids from hackers graduate and then get enlisted to actually build the online security system at jurassic park mm. So that's where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four of them, they agree. He's offering them big, big money that they can't really have turned down. And also they can't resist the challenge. This is like a very cool project. This is, you know, completely groundbreaking and they're on board with it. Mm-hmm. So in effect, our four heroes, they developed, and this is the original Jurassic Park movie from 1990, whatever, mm-hmm. probably earlier than this film, but we're just going to play yeah, around the timelines. I think it was 93 actually. Well, we're going to play around with some timelines. I don't care. Okay. 
Yeah. So they effectively build the security system for the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. However, while they're doing it, like before the park fully opens to the public, while they're doing the design work, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller, Dade and Kate, they start to have serious doubts about the ethics behind what they're doing. Mm. They realize that however sophisticated the system they produce, they can never make it 100% secure. Yeah. Because they know how anyone who can hack into a system, there's always a way to hack in and override the the system. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? We're not just dealing with like money here. We're dealing with giant killer, human life, giant killer, very destructive creatures. Mm. We're playing God with them. And also there's no way to say that they won't one day escape and just eat a bunch of people. Yeah. And so they decide that as good as their programming is, they can never be completely confident that they're going to be able to create a completely safe park. Mm -hmm. And so they decide to pull out. Sure. They, they, but they're already quite advanced in the park's pretty much built at this place. So mm. They come to this decision very late in the game. So that, you know what, we can't continue with this in good conscience. So we are, we're, we're, we're out, we're leaving. But right, yeah. because of the contracts they're under, the Jurassic Park owners already own all of their technology, so they can't mm. take it with them. So they can't stop the park from opening. All they can do is walk away. Mm-hmm. Also, the other two, uh, serial killer Matthew Lillard and Joey, they're they have no such concerns and they're happy to just take the big books. So they stay on and help to finish the park basically. Yeah. So they keep, keep on to finish the, the design and Angelina Jolie, Johnny Lee Miller, they leave, never look back. They leave Jurassic park. And so I think Joey, the kid, he gets promoted it once they're gone to be the head of cybersecurity for Jurassic park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he gets set up and he sets up all the systems and he also gets very addicted to, cause he, he, in the original film hackers, he has like this very addictive personality, mm-hmm. the random scene where he's at, uh, some kind of alcoholics anonymous or addicts anonymous thing. And he's like, I'm not an addict, more coffee, more cigarettes. He's just like chain smoking and drinking coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking in this film, in this sequel, his addiction gets sublimated onto, uh, the snack machines in the, mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. So he puts on a whole lot of weight. Okay. And basically the reason I'm saying that is that he turns into the fat guy from Jurassic Park. Oh, Do you remember right. him? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's um, like the computer nerd. What's his face? Newman from Seinfeld. Newman from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. 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 He yeah. turns into him basically. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that adds up. Yeah. So then he, so he then obviously ends up with his own evil scheme to try and like escape with all the dinosaurs, ends up getting eaten by dinosaurs. That all the stuff that happens in Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's just to kind of write him out basically. Yeah. So he's gone. So yeah, cut to 20 years later. Obviously Jurassic Park was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Many, many people died. Mm-hmm. And Dade and Kate, they're completely out of the industry now. They've left the cyber industry behind them. Uh, after Jurassic Park became this notorious tragedy, this big disaster, it kind of destroyed their reputations forever because even though they left, they still designed the security system that uh, failed. Yeah, got it. So their reputations are just completely gone. They mm. And they're also racked with guilt for all the death and destruction that they weren't able to prevent. Mm-hmm. But they're slowly trying to... You know, it's been 20 years. They're trying to move on with their lives. So... Uh, they've kind of left all that behind them and they've started new lives. Maybe they've got a few kids, who knows? They've started new lives now. But out of nowhere, 20 odd years later, they're contacted by Matthew Lillard. Sure. Who stayed on at the park, but managed to escape. He wasn't eaten by dinosaurs, so he managed to escape the original park. And he's representing the new franchise that's bought out the Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. from the previous owners. Because like, Richard Attenborough is dead. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so the company that developed Jurassic Park has now been like bought out by a, a second company. And they're now creating a bigger, better version known as Jurassic World. Nice. Yeah. nice. Again, this is all pulled from the plot of Jurassic World where yeah. another company kind of swooped in and took all the franchise and built a new version. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Lillard is kind of helping them to set this up. 
yeah. and he needs their help because the, what they're essentially doing is replicating a lot of the old data from the original park for the new one and just kind of bringing it up to code up to speed mm. but they're kind of cutting a lot of corners because they're just more focused on the profits mm-hmm. so they're essentially replicating all the old data for the, for the new park and they need the original creators to help them to kind of crack the code and get into the system and Matthew Lillard can't do it alone so he needs Kate and Johnny Lee Miller to step back into the breach mm-hmm. and help him to set up the security systems once again and they're like absolutely not we're not going anywhere near this it was bad enough the first time no 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 but he manages to kind of guilt trip them by saying look it's going to happen one way or another they've already got all the systems the park is being built it's all happening it's not going to stop mm-hmm. so you can either stay away from it and then people might get killed or you can join up and try and keep it safe with me yeah and yeah like if you two get involved maybe we can actually make a system that works if you don't probably something will go wrong and people are going to get killed yeah, yeah. so he guilt trips them and because they are so guilt ridden from the original they reluctantly agree. So they start working then for Jurassic World. Okay. Also, they're probably broke. You know, they've not worked for a while, so they need the money. Yeah, mm. They've got their reasons. And so that now they're all working for cybersecurity at Jurassic World. But they very quickly realize that once again, they've made a huge mistake because the park is completely corrupt. And in fact, the government are using it as a front to create weaponized velociraptors. <laughs> Remember that plot from Jurassic World? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they can't walk away because, you know, they're so worried about what might happen. And also they're under these very restrictive contracts. So all they can do is try and keep everything as safe as they possibly can while also trying to figure out a way to destroy the company from the inside with a hack or something Mm -hmm. without unleashing all the dinosaurs. Yeah. So, but while they're trying to do that, of course, everything goes tits up again, Mm -hmm. as in the plot of Jurassic World. Yeah. So then I just thought, and this is kind of the end of my idea, but I just thought that maybe you could have like, a side move this this sequel to hackers exists inside the film jurassic world mm-hmm. just like while chris pratt and bryce tell us how to roll off on their nonsense like there's a second plot with angela because angela jolie would be great in a jurassic park movie like she's very athletic oh, yeah, and totally. very action star so it could be like the two of them and matthew lillard and all these other characters i was wondering is there a way that like you know because it all goes wrong in the first jurassic world mm. is there a way that we could reveal that like angela jolie and johnny miller they set off the volcano that happens in the in the second Jurassic World film that destroys the island. Oh, I f- you know what? I forgot about that. But that's yeah, that could be their way of finally yeah getting it. So like having closure with trying it, just, to finish the whole thing off, just like we need to just, end all this now. Yeah, just like kill all the dinosaurs, destroy the island. It'll all be gone. It's a volcano. It's simple. It's done. And then yeah, we can all just go home and forget about the whole. That's thing. a great idea. So yeah, all the chaos that's happening in the Jurassic World movie. This is a separate film, which is all about like the cyber security team at Jurassic World, mm. also fighting for survival. Yeah. You know, some are going to get eaten, some are not, but Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller are obviously going to survive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it ends. They hack into the mainframe and they realize that not only are the security gates part of the mainframe, also the volcano is being managed by them. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they can do is destroy Maybe Maybe they've been like suppressing it. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suppressing the volcano from happening. So they yeah. don't cause it, they just stop not causing it if that makes yeah. sense or maybe they like wait till they know all the surviving humans have been evacuated and then mm. they're like right that's it set it off yeah and before anyone can stop them they start a volcano that uh, erupts and destroys jurassic world yeah although as we see from the multiple sequels since there's no stopping those it's, dinosaurs it's not it's not not works no. but they've done their best life finds a way life life finds is, a that, way. is that from that yeah, that's from the original. That's the thing okay. that Jeff Goldblum says when the dinosaurs make babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Um, yeah, so the, ultimately they they set off the volcano, they escape from Jurassic World, mm-hmm. and they vow to never again touch a computer, and they both become, like, hippies. Mm-hmm. They decide to become full, like, you know, living off the earth hippies. Right, sure. And just they, they, they will have no part of this ever again. Nice. So they come full circle. And uh, that's Hackers 2, hold on to your butts. It's just another <laughs> line from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Great. I think that would have worked better if you had more familiarity with Jurassic Park, but I did my best. Probably, yeah. Uh, cool. No, that was good. Thank you. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Uh, okay, I've got three ideas. Mm-hmm. We'll see what we can do with them. Okay. First of all, uh, the one with the best title is called Hackers 2, FBI's Most Wanted. FBI's Most Wanted, okay. So, as previously threatened by the FBI, they all got kicked out of high school. Okay. And they all get, like, blacklisted by colleges and stuff. So, like, because they're all, you know, hackers and going against the FBI's rules and whatever, they're not going to get into college or whatever. Okay. Turns out none of them need it. Oh, of course not. Because, like... They're they, super smart. They've all been incredible hackers since the age of, like, 10. Yeah, they're magic. They're yeah. fine. They'll, they'll be fine without uni. They, they didn't even want to go. Is, is this a thinly veiled anti-university thing? <laughs> Maybe. So, yeah, the FBI have really tried to screw them over, but joke's on the FBI, because in a few years, computers only become more mainstream. Sure. They are everywhere, mm-hmm. and cyber-terrorism is on the rise. And so now the FBI, they need more hackers working for them, and who do they have to turn to? The same people they kicked out. Ah, of so they have the, the, the tables have turned. Yeah. Um, so that is why they are the FBI's most wanted. Hackers too, the FBI's most wanted. So the, well, they're the most wanted, not criminals. No, I said like, like the most wanted for a job. Okay, so they're trying to... So that, so are we going to make... Because it sounds like a... Proced, the title sounds like a procedural. Mm. You know, like a uh, NCIS or... What are those... What are those shows called that are on forever in America? You know, those police dramas. Like, like the Gary stuff. Law and Order, that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it could be like that, like Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller set up a cybersecurity, you know, FBI department and they're mm-hmm. like, the, they're running it together with a ragtag team and every week they solve a new cyber mystery. That totally works, yeah. Yeah, that could be a, that could be a show. Yeah. yeah. Probably is a show somewhere. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'd like to see those guys working for the FBI in some form like that. But then also to see how this world of like insane computers just evolves over over a few years. Sure. You know, because like it's basically the world of Tron. Yeah. Um, in, inside the computer. So what does that look like over the over the coming years with like cyber terrorism and stuff like that? Oh, so do you want to like, because obviously this film has a crazy warped magical vision of what mm. the internet actually would have looked like. Do you want to continue that? So take it to like the present day and like, okay, what do we think the internet's going to look like 30 years from now, but yeah. let's make it as in- insane as we possibly can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, cause like, I feel like that's faded out a little bit. I feel like we've stopped imagining like what other possibilities the internet's going to have. Mm, yeah. Well, I think we're kind of, we're kind of getting to the conclusion of the darkest timeline of the internet. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody, all, all companies know everything about you. True. Yeah. Um, and you know, what, <laughs> What 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 more is there other than internet controlling us? Which yeah, which is does which yeah which which has been 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 movies obviously but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know we'll see. So yeah, that was that. Um, I've also uh, done a prequel. Okay. Um, Diary of a Wimpy Hacker. Diary of a Wimpy Hacker. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm by I've done a prequel. I just you know what I'll just I'll I'll just read out what I've written down here and you'll see if you can make anything out of it. Okay. Um, I said uh, why did he take down all those computers, including Wall Street? Was there money involved? Is he rich? Was he trying to get someone rich or make someone poor? Was it revenge? Or maybe he was acting out because of a dodgy parental situation. Maybe his dad was a Wall Street banker and he was up to some crazy shit. Or maybe the villain, not Gary Oldman, was his dad. Did he have a dad? I don't oh, we know. never saw his dad. Maybe maybe the dads of his bullies were Wall Street guys and he wanted to get them back for that or something. Okay, so looking at why that 11-year-old boy, apart from the fact that he's magical, why young Jolly Lee Miller suddenly became an 11-year-old hacker in the 80s when computers were even more, like, prehistoric. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that was just a stream of thought that, that I was, That was your words. stream of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, but uh, I, th I think the, the best thing that I want to settle on is either something to do with his dad, like what's going on there. Where, mm -hmm. where is his dad? Is he anybody of note? Um, I like, it doesn't quite. Maybe, maybe make it a revenge thing for like some Wall Street dickheads. Let's try and crash Wall Street and piss them off. I, re I, I mean, he does confront Johnny Lee Miller later in the film and it's not like a moment of like, dad, son? Like, mm. so, but I love the idea but that... it's been so long. Yeah, I love the idea that he is, that the plague is his dad, yeah. Mm. That's very good. His skateboarding skills from... Yeah, his skateboarding and his hacking skills. His, <laughs> da his dad is like an early computer programmer mm -hmm. who teaches him everything he knows, then disappears. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, maybe the plague mm. is his uncle. Okay. And his dad was like a good computer hacker, but yeah. one of the best. And maybe the plague stole all his ideas and used them for evil uh, and yeah. then bumped him yeah, off. Yeah. That works. Yeah. So evil dad kills off the uncle. No, no. Evil good, uncle kills off evil the dad. Evil uncle kills off the dad, yeah. Leaves, leaves, the son, leaves the son traumatized. The son tries to fight his dad for his dad's memory mm -hmm. by hacking into Wall Street and bringing down all the bigwigs. I don't know. There's something there. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And would like take away that guy's money. So yeah. maybe it's like taking all the, the good ideas from the dad or whatever. The evil uncle was like in, invested in stuff and crashing Wall Street just removed all that money from him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then he, yeah. Yeah, something. You know what else I noticed in that first scene? Mm. When, the, when the kid's in court, and it, it's very funny because like a judge being like, it kind of does this like pan across at all the adults and then it just pans down to this little kid just, mm -hmm. just like Damien from the Omen or something, just yeah. like looking very evil while he gets, you know, <laughs> while he gets found guilty of mm -hmm. cyber terrorism. His mum's wearing a really inappropriately jaunty hat. <laughs> She's wearing like a little beret. Like while her, son, <laughs> while her son's like potentially being sent to prison. Just, no, she's just trying to entertain him. It just, it just tickled me. It just seemed like a very inappropriate hat for that. Might occasion. be the last time she sees him for 10 years. Want, 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 wants to make it memorable. Okay, fair enough. I just, I, it just tickled me. I just enjoyed <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, cool, what's your third idea then? So the, la the last one, I've not got, not got a title for it, but uh, yeah, we'll see. The main character gets sucked into a computer, Tron mm -hmm. style. Okay. All the programs or characters are his hacker friends. Okay. So it's just like Angelina Jolie is this one. and. What, are they all there in person or are they still just like usernames they're all the programs that those hackers created okay so like hey i'm the one who uh, deletes other programs or whatever or this sounds like something else is this like isn't this what oh it's basically tron oh it's trying to is, is this not what uh ready player one was as well or am i misunderstanding what you're going for here uh it's not quite ready player one anyway whatever Initially, this world is all circuit boards that look like roads and ships mm. that look like buildings, like you, you know what you've seen. Yeah. But every now and then, a human user on the outside will start doing some developing, mm -hmm. and the whole world of programs gets attacked and changed by loads of flying mathematical equations. Oh, so they're trapped in they're trapped in this. Yeah. And and so like so like all these weird graphics that we saw on screen in this film. Mm -hmm. That's all this world. And like oh, some, but every now and again they'll like it's, it, it's like it's a math storm. Ah. Yeah. Obviously, so whenever someone like clears the hard drive and gets deleted, it's like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when there's an upgrade, it's like there's good there's good benefits, but there's a lot of chaos in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that sort of thing. Just, I like that. Yeah. Like, like living inside the computer. Basically yeah. doing Tron again, but just making it much more. You know, a bit more like uh, reactive to how computers actually are. It kind of sounds like Tron mixed with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way to. Do it. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I can um, see that. So yeah, that's that. It's only a small idea. Mm -hmm. um, not got a title for it, but yeah. Honey, I broke the internet. Nice. There you go. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that works definitely. So yeah, that's done. Very good. Okay, should we move on to listener submissions? Yeah. Cool. We had a handful this week. Not too many. 
Uh, Liminal Hill said they hack Jeff Bezos' spaceship so it never returns. The end. <laughs> cool. I think that's uh, topical because uh, Jeff Bezos has recently been talking about going to space, hasn't he? So, yeah. Chris Allen said Quackers. The same movie, but they're all ducks. <laughs> sure. I, I love that idea, just the visual, because they're, they're still hackers, but they're ducks. Nice, yeah. So I love is like, it in a duck world, or is it just the ducks that are... I just feel like it's just super smart ducks, because I'm really visualizing, because obviously ducks don't have fingers to type, so they're just yeah. like using their bills to like very quickly, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. speedily tap out all the code <laughs> and stuff. Four ducks per keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have to really work. The, the, the importance of teamwork is even more so now, because they, yeah. they really need, they've only got one bill each. So. Sure. So I like that, yeah. Uh, Connor Crehan said, it's about Russian hackers interfering with foreign elections. Very topical. And it's called hackers, but the R is backwards in the style of a Russian R. Sure. Yeah. Ben Hebert said, Frakers, it's about a bunch of nerds who spent their teenage years in the 90s getting free calls on payphones, but now they're middle-aged and their skills are obsolete. Until one day when, a, when the, the entire internet goes down and the president calls them in for help in getting the analog phone systems back online again to handle the new workload. <laughs> so I like that idea. It's, it's like the the current all the new technology crashes and all these experts in like out of date defunct technology have to come back in and mm -hmm. their technology will now save the day. Very good, yep. Andrew Gold said backers, all the squad are now multimillionaires and they use their tech money to fund politicians, subvert governments, and to pay no taxes. It's mm -hmm. basically a documentary. Oh yeah. And finally, Brian Makowski said hecklers, middle-aged, overweight, and out of touch, the hacker gang resorts to being internet trolls. Nice. For heckling people online. Yeah, yeah. So. Right. So thank you everybody for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and many others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review if you so wish. You can also support us on Patreon for as much or as little as you think we're worth to get all the bonus features we've discussed already on the show. You can find all those links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Mm -hmm. And next week, Harry, it's a me pick. Sure. Uh, and I thought I'm not going to do another movie about the internet because I feel like we'll probably yeah. start retreading. It's one of those things that if you do too many, it's going to start getting quite repetitive. Mm -hmm. But I do like this little run of weird 90s oddness that we've gone into so i thought mm -hmm. i might stick with that for the time being mm -hmm. just for one more week you can move on our next week if you want mm -hmm. so i'm gonna do a movie i've not actually seen but i'm confident it won't be boring it's not like another okay. you can count on me moment it's a quite a well-known film and it's a bit of a surreal film it got brad pitt his first ever oscar nomination mm -hmm. also got bruce willis in it mm -hmm. it's called 12 monkeys okay i've heard of it but i don't know it same i've heard good things but never seen it so far right. and i know it's like 90s and quite surreal yeah. so we'll give it a go okay so join us next week listeners for 12 monkeys yeah that'd be great all right thank you everybody for listening see, see you, you next week bye, bye. is the plague.